One Nation. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio, hosted by me, Richard Latta. I'm a writer on WhatCulture.com and PWMania.com, and one man, Jack of all trades, and James Boyd, who's never met a sports debate he didn't like. We're a pro wrestling podcast, a sports podcast, a music podcast, all rolled in one. If you want to send us feedback or questions, our Twitter information is as follows. At One Nation Radio, at DangerRich32, or at JDizzy87. If you want to email us also, we take questions at RadioOneNation at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show now on iTunes. The link is in our Twitter bio. Or you can check the right side of the page at OneNationRadio.Podomatic.com. Please rate it and tell a friend. A couple other sites you can find us at for instant streaming and more are OneNationSports.WordPress.com or ForeverWrestling.Tumblr.com. And if you want to get with us immediately, check out the Wrestling Circle on Facebook. Now that you've heard how to reach us, let's get to the show. One Nation Radio! Don't be afraid to get old, man. You may learn some shit. You may know some shit. You may see some shit. (laughs) Bitch told me I was old. I had to tell her. You could go to any hood. Bet they know me. Rose gold, pinky ring. Master roller. Hey. Use a little nigga. Garrett Coleman. Yes. I be calling all the shots. Big homie. Yes. Frank. Oh yeah, welcome to One Nation Radio. <laughs> Pop Daddy's back. How you love that? <laughs> not Diddy, not P Diddy, not Papa Diddy, Pop, Pop Daddy. <laughs> man, this song, man, this is crazy. Just listen. Yeah. Yeah, man, but um, RIP to your speakers. Yes. Um. Welcome to One Nation Radio. Uh, this is the 40th episode of One Nation Radio. Wow. We reached a round number, so I felt, you know, we should mention that. Okay. okay. But, um, yeah. Um, we just found some new prank, and we ran it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, what's going on with you, James? Big homie? <laughs> uh, I'm good. I'm just glad that, you know... Daddy's back, you know. Yeah, you know. Uh, I just, I just wonder what the dance is gonna be. You know me, like I always treated uh, or any type of music I listen to, as far as like albums and people coming out with uh, the way they, the way they, they're looking and all that kind of stuff in their direction is like gimmicks, like wrestling gimmicks. Yep. So like, Pup Daddy's back to me and Pup Daddy. It's almost like Kane put the mask back on. <laughs> it's almost like Undertaker the Dead Man again. Yeah. You know, happy, big yeah. homie. Let's hey. do this. If you ain't heard it, go check it out. I promise you they didn't cut us no check. But, <laughs> you know, if Diddy, if you're listening, you know, feel free, you know. Um, but we are one week closer to WrestleMania. Um, yeah. Pretty good Monday Night Raw there in Brooklyn. Um, no yeah. no Daniel Bryan because uh, he was selling, you know, that old school ass whooping. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like I was telling you before, y'all remember when... um. When Randy Orton and Ric Flair were in the ring, um, and Randy Orton told him, you know, I'll go old school on your ass right now, Rick. Like, pretty much, that's what happened 
with uh, Triple H and Daniel Bryan. He went old school on that man's ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, you know. But um, going into it, looking at, you know, what we had prepared. Yeah, like, it, one thing that I'll say that that I enjoy, or that I appreciate, was the fact that now the, it seem, seems like the entire card is set other than the surprise entrances into the... Um, what is it called? The 30, 30 man, man over the, the top, top rope, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle, Battle Royal. Yeah, okay, that that long ass title. Uh, so, aside from that, you got the eight matches that you get. I mean, they haven't mentioned anything about a musical guest. You know, um, Hogan's gonna be hosting, mm-hmm. and with the Battle Royal, it's gonna take up time. So there might not be a musical act. So you have people bitching about there being Diddy out there. How dare they? Yeah, come out you with know, that. Look, look, Diddy should come back and perform Big Homie. Big Homie, yeah. If they do that and you boo, I will come after you. Yeah, suckers. But, uh, yeah, uh, the car set. So where do you want to start? You want to? Um, Let's start with the 30-man over the top rope, Andre the Giant <laughs> Memorial Battle Royal. What are you doing? You want to, like, set odds for who's going to win? or We can go or, through each guy and then basically. Like, just give them a rating, like, 1 through 10 of their probability. We can do that. One or wait or zero through ten. Zero or zero through ten. You okay. know, no shot in hell. Okay. To you know, number ten. Yeah, they're probably gonna win. Okay. All right. All right. So, um, not they don't have thirty men confirmed yet, but they have you know. They have twenty six. They have twenty six. So there's gonna be like four surprises. We yeah. don't. So we're not gonna consider them. Yeah, but you know we're you know we're thinking maybe Jericho because why not maybe Jericho at any time? Yeah. Uh, under, Rob Van you know, Dam. Rob Van Dam, as you mentioned, uh, and also maybe potentially Hogan or Warrior, Warrior come out there and you know shake the ropes. Yeah. Why not? Uh, you know he's in shape. Yeah. Always jacked. In shape to you know as far as the physique, not necessarily the ring, <laughs> but yeah. Um. As far as the entrance and the 30-man over-the-top rope, Andre the Giant <laughs> Memorial Battle Royal, first guy we got on the list is Sheamus. Yeah, uh, I'd say he's somewhere in like an 8. I give him an 8. I'm going to give him a 9 just because okay. I think that he's the top talent that's, you know, just from this list mm-hmm. that's actually going to be in the Battle Royal, like, you know, based on they, how, you know, what he's accomplished so far and how they can use him forward. Okay. Um Actually, I'll give him yeah, I'll give him a nine just because you know it's it's unsure. All right, next um, one, this is Del Rio. I gave him a seven. What do you give him? I'm gonna give him a five uh, because Del Rio is just you know he's so lost right now. Like there's no I I don't you know he'll probably make it to like the final five, final six guys, and then he'll get thrown out. Yeah. Um, next guy is Big E. Uh, I got I just gave him a six. I'm gonna give him a seven. I mean, he okay. he's carrying the title, so I don't really see feel like he's gonna win, but he's probably gonna look very impressive. Okay. Uh, next is Christian, uh, aka the Yellow Ranger. <laughs> uh, what number? What number do you give Christian? A zero because a zero? He, <laughs> really, bro, zero. I give him a five because he might not even be in it. You know, they they pulled him his he had that concussion, so I mean, we'll see. Uh, yeah. Okay. We'll see. Uh, but, you know, not barring injury, I'll give him, like, a four. Okay. Um, right. Up next, Cody Rhodes. Uh, I give him I give him a six. I will give him a seven. Okay. Um, they really dropped the ball, like, with the whole, you know, them coming off the belts, how they did, and, you know, I would think they would have had something better for Cody Rhodes than this. I mean, stay tuned. Uh, Damian Sandow. Zero. Negative five. 
Come on, man. Why ruin the scale? You don't even deserve it with zero. I hear people do that. Like, what's your favorite? Like, how much do you like this food? One to ten. Uh, Twenty. So if I say ten also, that makes me sound like some type of schmuck. Come on, man. I, I'll write you down at zero, jackass. Um, Damian Sandow, you know, lost to Scooby-Doo Monday night. Yeah, you know, yeah Scooby-Doo's much. proxy. Uh, Unkara. So, uh, yeah. all right, next, Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. I'm going to go ahead and give him an eight. An eight? Okay. Just, just out of blind faith. Like, and no no reason else. I mean, just because I love Ziggler. He's on a win streak. He's on a win streak. He's getting hot after, you know, suffering through what he went through. I gave him a seven. Uh, yeah, uh. Do anybody? We're just we're not even going through it. Like people in three and B, they're all getting zeros. So we're, just, we're not even gonna waste time. Even with Slater. That. Yes, even Slater. All right. Up next, we got a uh, Fandango. Uh, I give him a three. I'm gonna give him a two because Summer is more over than he is. Wow. This is show, man. Uh, next would be next up is Goldust. Goldust. If they really want to do some like WrestleMania moments, I'll I'll just put them seven, just even with Cody because they've been used the same huh. way. But um, Goldust is gonna steal the show. I gave him a five because I know he's not gonna win, but you know. All right. And Jinder Mahal next. Um, yeah, next double zeros. Kobe Kingston. <laughs> that Daryl Arthur double zero. Uh, Kobe Kingston. Uh, I'm going to give him a four. Uh, because, you know, he he doesn't get in these over-the-top battle royals to win. He gets in there for a great escape and then lose right after like that. Seconds later. So what do you give him? I'll go ahead and give him a four also four in that four. case because you pretty much took my argument from that, from there. But yeah. And we haven't really seen anything from him at all. Like, he beat Randy Orton and then he, like, disappeared into oblivion. Yeah, because Randy Orton scared us John Cena. Yeah. Uh, the world's yeah. strongest man. <laughs> All right, uh, next up is Mark Henry, Ms. Ark Henry. Ms. Ark. Um, I'm going to give him a seven. A seven? Because uh, he's a big guy in a battle royal, so he's going to look good. Yeah, I'm giving him seven as well. Hey, I always wonder, like, how come, you know, when we talk about racism and wrestling, just a quick aside, uh, when we talk about racism and wrestling, we never really talk about or get into the fact that, like, Waltman dressed up in blackface. <sighs> In it's because we love look. It's because we love DX so much, and people just kind of gloss over that shit, you know, like it didn't exist. Like people talk about people love to talk about like race and race. They love to talk about like the coconut over uh, Snooker's head from yeah. Piper, but they never mention that you know. Oh, DX we got this blackface. white guy dressed up in blackface, and not only is he in blackface, he's in his black suit. And he looks like a he looks like whatever the hell he's supposed to look like. While we're at it, let's talk about Roddy Piper painting half his body um, in WrestleMania six. Or, yeah, WrestleMania 6 to uh, fight Bad News Brown. Have you ever seen that? Nah. Give me one second. <laughs> All right, well, as you're looking up, I'm going to continue. Uh, I The Miz is up next. I got Miz at a 5. I have Miz at a 6. Uh, it looks like he had a heel turn, mm-hmm. kind of. He came out there with... Yeah. With, um, Schwarzenegger, you know, while he was talking about Hogan's uh, deltoids. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> And, and uh, on SmackDown as well, they had it Miz TV, and they had, uh, what well, you know what that is. Like, anytime you get one of those programs out there, it's going to be nothing but, you know, ass whooping uh, in, about to ensue. And uh, he was trolling uh, Big Show about it, and um, a bunch of other guys came out. They were also in the, uh, there was also in the 30-man uh, over-the-top ro- over rope. And from now on, the and, Battle Royal. And, and uh, <laughs> whooped his ass. Like, like, they all whooped each other's ass. Hey, like, man. But Big Show, like, came out on top of that little segment. It was almost like a pseudo-match. It was cool. Hey, man. Whenever we're talking about 
Big Show around WrestleMania season, we need to refer to him as the Reverse, the, the reverse Undertaker. Undertaker. <laughs> what? <laughs> the Reverse Undertaker, yeah. Like, Cody Rhodes, he's, that was like, I think that's my favorite Cody Rhodes line of all time. Uh, Roddy right. Piper. That's bullshit, baby. Wow, that's terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah. I would have been rooting uh, for Bad News Brown to kick his ass. That's, that's so. awful. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, Titus O'Neil. Titus O'Neil. Um, they had him lose the big show the last couple weeks. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and just give him a five. They're going to probably have him look, you know, impressive. But I think Darren Young's going to throw him out. You think Darren Young's going to? Oh, God. I gave him a four. Uh, Brodus Clay, I gave him a one. Yeah, he's been gone ever since they broke up. And also the Funkadactyls were more over than him. Yeah, especially Naomi. That TV show. What? Yeah. Uh, what number you gave Brodus? I'm going to go ahead and give him a one. A one. Okay. Uh, Darren Young, who you just mentioned. Darren Young will get a five because um, WWE, for better or for worse, they're gonna want to capitalize off. You know, it's the biggest show of the year. They have, you know, they have a superstar who came out as gay, and they're gonna give him some type of moment, you know, there. And I feel, feel like he'll throw out um, Titus O'Neil. I gave him a three. Just, uh, Justin Gabriel. <laughs> uh, I didn't know he was on the roster, so I'm gonna give him a zero. <laughs> I, I gave him a one because he ain't three and B. Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio. I'm going to go ahead and give him a 7, along with Mark oh, Henry. Oh, 7. Okay. Um, you know, I haven't really always been the biggest Rey Mysterio guy, but this might be his last WrestleMania for all we know. Um, I gave him a 5, and I really wanted to give him a 6, but I gave him a 5. Uh, R-Truth. Uh, uh, we know who's the R-Truth fan out of me and you, but yeah. even I can only give him a 4, yeah, just because I, I've, we haven't seen him. Look, in this situation, we were right there together. I, um, Santino Morella. Ten. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> Remember, he he almost won uh, the Royal Rumble. The, the, the you know, real close. The 2011 Royal Rumble. He also so. almost won the Elimination Chamber one year. Yeah, that's right. So um, came real close to beating Daniel Bryan and yeah. uh, Del Rio. Yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and give him a five. You know, it'd be five. nice. Well, wow, not really nice. I gave him a three because <laughs> I know what it is. Yeah. I mean, I love Santino to death, but you know what it is. Oh uh, yeah, uh, the next heap Slater. So that's you know that's a we'll just gloss over that. The Darrell Arthur double zeros. The great Kali. Negative, negative, negative one. I, I, I'm breaking the scale. I gave you a two. I mean, I gave it him two. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, Zach Ryder. Zero. Yep. Darrell <laughs> Arthur treatment two. The, you know the Zach attack. What right. the fuck is that? Yeah. Like <laughs> Un Uncara. Hey man, they're gonna make Sin Cara look good because they got this Scooby Doo DVD to promote, and you know they saw you saw how he was you know dragging Sandow recently. Yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and give him a six. Okay, I gave him. A and they're six. gonna have that Rey Mysterio versus Sin Cara face off. Yeah, I gave him. A, I gave him a, uh, a seven. Uh, and last person, or not last, but the 26th person that's actually named before left. Uh, Big Show. Ten. Ten. Wow. Uh, I gave him a nine. Um, they're uh, it, it is the they're thirty building. man over the top rope, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and since Big Show in kayfabe terms is Andre the Giant's son, they're gonna go ahead and uh, <laughs> let Big Show win. You know, excuse yeah. me, the Reverse Undertaker. Yeah, I mean, and he's due. He's due to win some um, at WrestleMania because of you know how he kept putting guys over. Uh, all right, so that's. So right now we have our favorite pretty much between Seamus um, and, and Big Show pretty much are the odds on favorites, um, yeah. which makes sense until you know, we'll see. Like the guys that come out aren't going to win unless it's like Hogan or Warrior. I I would I personally love for all of a sudden like number thirty, 
all of a sudden you hear yeah like well not even that like it was yeah that'd be a great surprise like I would love to see Hogan or a warrior at 30 and they come out there and just you know that last you know the last ever atomic leg drop you'll ever see I don't think he'll ever do it again in his life I think I think you got one more. You got one more. I think you got one more. I would I, say, look, what's over? Is it point five? I think over and under left in his <laughs> life. Yes. yes. Like, like you say, over. If Vince McMahon could get Andre the Giant to, for WrestleMania three to get in that back, that back, <laughs> that like do all that rehab on his back and stuff, and work out, get in shape to take that body slam, I think that Vin, I think you know. So what you saying? As, look, as Andre, the, as, sorry, as Arnold Schwarzenegger mentioned, he said, look at the biceps, look at the triceps, look at the deltoids. Look, Hogan's in wrestling. <laughs> No, let me phrase that. He's in bump shape. How about wow. that? So he can come out there and throw, you know. So what you're saying is Vince McMahon's money is long. Yes, Vince McMahon's money is long. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll make all the pain go away. Yes. With the dollar sign. Like, they can't just bring, like, do you really feel like they're going to bring him back just, just, to, just to host? Like, I mean, what's the difference? I don't think he's really going to be, like, in, in traction after doing, you know, like, curl up in a fetal position because everything shatters like I joke it does. Oh my gosh, you did. Oh, I mean, that would be bad, but like, you know, come on, man. This is WrestleMania 30. 30 years of Hulkamania. Yeah. You know? You know. Gotta, gotta. And it's the 30 man over the top rope, Andre the Giant <laughs> Memorial Battle Royal. Alright, well, let's just move on after that because we killed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, up next, we got the uh, Fatal 4 Way Tag Team title match. I thought it was kind of an interesting, you know, choice to include these teams rather than. You know Cody Rhodes and Goldust. You know, yeah. um, especially got, like Los Matadors. They could have threw them in there. But I'm I mean, shocked. They, maybe maybe that's a maybe because I don't know. Maybe that makes the match more interesting because you got Ryback out there. Um, yeah, we'll see though. You got we'll the see. Usos versus Ryback. This could be really high flying. Yeah, like between um, Epico and I'm sorry, Los Matadors and uh, the Usos. Like real Americans. Can, the real Americans, like this can get this can Bro, get really the nice. real Americans have the best double team moves like I've seen in a long time. Hmm. Like they do that hmm. uh that slingshot and then swagger like comes into the suplex or something like that. Like hmm. like those guys are you real. You think better than Team Hell No? Um Like Team Hell No, for example, they had the uh um the surf the the surfboard sit up um, lean back, tag in. Kane gives you the the the, the, uh, the drop, drop kick. kick. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty good too. Um, well, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and pick the real Americans to win. Yeah, me too. Uh, they gotta get. They gotta throw Cesaro something. Wait, are we are we doing predictions now? No. Or are we gonna wait another week? We'll wait another week, but I mean, that, that fuck, was we already did predictions here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For, for the first one, well, we did well, we did odds, not predictions. Yeah. We did odds. All right. Uh, and then up next we have. The Corporate Outlaws. I like that. Yeah, I call them the Corporate Outlaws, yes. The corporate Outlaws versus The Shield, which I called last week w- without, you know, any type of evidence or anything. Yeah. No spoilers. I'll vouch for him. He called it, and I, and I was like, really? I was like, and then, oh, he don't got believe me, just watch. I feel like this isn't enough for The Shield, but whatever. Same here. I, but the thing is, I don't know what they're trying to do with them, so at this point in time, I guess this is good enough. Um, they got no match. Yes, from what I'm hearing, they... Don't tell me. Don't tell me it's like Ambrose is going to screw them boys over. No, no, I'm saying the reason why we're having the match is basically the New Age Outlaws wanted to work with these boys, you know, one time before they broke up. Okay, gotcha. And, um, you know, they had to do something with Kane, and... Yeah. It's it's cool, like... I mean, you just figure, like, when they said about the, 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 um... 
the 30 man battle royal. I'm not going to go through the rest of that. We were dumb conning on that. <laughs> like, I figured Kane was going to be in it, and then this happened. So, whatever. I yeah. Mean, it, least, it, ain't, it ain't like Kane ain't in shape. Yeah, at least they're loyal to their guys. I appreciate their loyal to their veterans like this. Like, they they want to run the New Age Outlaws. This is probably going to be, you know, pretty much their farewell. Yep. Uh, so, you know, anybody that was a New Age Outlaws fan, yeah. myself included. Imagine, like, imagine <laughs> if they, yeah, you know, this is pretty much like the 15-year anniversary of them or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. uh, their first WrestleMania match big time was uh, 15 or 14, actually, mm-hmm. um, against uh, Funk and, uh, and Cactus. Yep. Or Chainsaw Charlie and uh, Cactus. So now, like, yeah, you know, this is the first time they had like a, a, a you know, a spotlight match or WrestleMania, yeah. pretty much. So this is nice for them. So 16 years or whatever. So I'm um, looking, looking to see the Shield dominate. You know, unless, <laughs> unless there's some type of swerve. But yeah. I don't think they're gonna swerve them that fast. I mean, if they were gonna do it, this would be the spot to do it at. And then. You know, how they, it goes they leave Roman Reigns to, for for dead basically out there. I mean, I <laughs> or really, no, the, the, like Ambrose turn on both of them boys and, yeah. and join, you know, join up. Yeah, I can see that, but we'll see. Um, and then next we have the 14 Diva Single Fall Vicky Guerrero Invitational Divas Title Match, which we will refer to as such. <laughs> um, we have <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're trolls. Oh, um. We have the champion, AJ Lee, facing Naomi versus Cameron versus Brie Bella versus Nikki Bella versus Natalia versus Eva Marie versus Emma versus Oksana, who shouldn't be nowhere near this match, uh, versus Alicia Fox versus Summer Rae versus Rosa Mendez, who knew she was still alive, and yeah, versus I- Layla, who also, you know, we thought was gone. Last time I saw Ro- Snuka. Yeah, last time I saw Rosa Mendez was when she did the whole like spoof thing of Fandango and Summer Rae uh, with Miz. And that yep. was like in November. Yeah, I believe. Uh now my question is this. Who what okay. Any chance there might possibly be Trish Stratus or Lita in this match? Um and two uh, does anybody have a chance in hell of winning this match that's not on Total Divas? Um, let's go ahead and eliminate Oksana, Alicia yep. Fox, yep. Emma. Yep. Well, too Emma's young. starting to get a little push. She's just too young. Just, yeah, yeah. She, well, she Hey, she's going to be real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's um, too young. Rosa, eliminator, yep. Layla. Yep. Um, Tamita can't win. Tamita could win. Uh, over up. Nah. Nah. Um, so it basically comes down to AJ Lee versus Naomi, Cameron, Bree, Nikki, Natalia, and Eva Marie. Nah, Eva Marie can't win. So I would say she look, can't win, but if they I would, okay, if I was put say anybody has a chance to win, it'd be like AJ retaining it somehow, some way. Naomi, um, either Nick, either Bella and Natalia. That's in Natalia I, and, I, and after that, maybe possibly Tamina. Other than that, nobody else has a chance. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna say Naomi is gonna win it. I I mean I also and also one thing I want in that match you is know, her showdown with Slick Rick Darula. I, <laughs> I, I just wanted this match at some point she gets her uh, her redemption over uh, Oksana. Yeah, like she gets oh you broke my orbital bone I got something for you I'll break your ass you know <laughs> I'll go old school on your ass <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, but that's going to go ahead and uh, wrap up our first segment. Um, make sure you guys stay with us. Uh, and if you don't, you know, 
before you listen to the next segment, go ahead and run back this first segment just so you can hear that big homie. <laughs> Wow. This is One Nation Radio. When I met you in the summer. Welcome back to One Nation Radio. Listen to that new Calvin Harris summer. Straight prank of a different kind. Of a different kind. Well, this is probably the first EDM song we played in a while, so people are probably like, "Wait, what? Huh?" Yeah, I know our um, UK listeners probably appreciate this. Like, oh, you know, yeah. that's 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 a funk over there, but um, <laughs> you know, down here in Florida, we mess with it too. So, um, <laughs> up next. Um, yeah, I really like that song, by the way. <laughs> I mean, I heard it and I immediately like, uh, texted you the, like, the name. Like, okay, give it a listen. You're like, yep, he's back. <laughs> yep, immediately. Um, speaking of another guy who's back, Triple H. Um, <laughs> the heel is back. The ass kicker is back. The ass kicker is back. The game is back. The cerebral assassin is back. You know, the guy that made you stop watching wrestling yes. is back. Yes. Um, we got Triple H versus Daniel Bryan. It is now a title contender matches almost a semi-final you know yeah or whatever yeah. um Something like that what are your expectations for this match like as what's far, it gonna look like in the ring like far, their chemistry like triple h ain't out here at this t- at this age out here having bad matches at wrestlemania that just ain't happening like right. when's the last time you had a bad match at wrestlemania i think the closest thing you say is like the the disappointment of 25 I guess. Yeah, you could say that. But, I mean, look what he had to follow. Like, you know, it's yeah, hard like, to follow the greatest match ever. Yeah, you know? it's hard, yeah, <laughs> it's hard to great, follow. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think that, personally, for me, that's the greatest regular rules match I've ever seen, uh, Michaels and Taker at 25. So, uh, but anyway. Uh, Ricky Steamboat versus Randy Savage was just a bunch of arm drags. Yeah, I still, yeah. No, get out of here with that. Like, George Animal still is involved in the greatest match ever? Nah. Like, <laughs> nah. Like, nah, man. Like Bret Hart, you mad or nah? Yeah, like Bret Hart and uh, Bulldog. Like that's I have that over there too. Um, but anyway, uh, it's just I don't know how long this match is gonna go because I don't know I don't know like the timing because mm-hmm. you would assume like how these WrestleManias have gone recently is like you get three matches that go like twenty five like twenty five minutes or twenty five plus or whatever. So. I don't know if this is going to be one of those matches. I know for a fact that Undertaker Brock Lesnar match is going to be one of those. I know the last match is going to be one of those. The championship match with Orton and Batista, whoever gets in it, or if, you know, no, we talked about it earlier, potentially like some weird finish and both of them get it. Put yep. in. I, if they were going to do that, that match has to be kind of short, like 15 minutes or whatever. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm thinking. Like, either they're going to, like, cut it short. Like, I really feel like. Triple H is going to, like, injure Daniel Bryan during the match, yeah. like, early. They're going to stop the match. Or re-aggravate his injury. Yeah, they're going to stop the match, and Triple H is basically going to say, okay, well, I guess I win, so I'm going to the main event. And fans are going to, like, during the whole WrestleMania, there's going to be, like, this dark cloud looming over it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, this is bullshit, and the fans are going to be, like, outraged the whole night, like, chanting Daniel Bryan because that's what they've done the last, like, you know, eight months. <laughs> and, you know, throughout Undertaker's match, throughout Cena's match, throughout all that, it's just going to be dead. O'Brien, and then all of a sudden, you know, or yes chance, or yes chance, yeah. Then pretty much, Daniel Bryan is going to get cleared. 
this protects Triple H, um, and, and it protects Daniel Bryan because you know that match, you know that they have to fight by themselves, and then Daniel Bryan's gonna basically get his out to join the main event. But like, you know, I never lost, so. Yeah, I believe you know, he said something along the lines of having uh, Hulk Hogan. Hogan's gonna throw him in. He's the host, have him put him in there. Like, and if he ain't gonna do no, if he ain't gonna wrestle, then he he's gonna be the biggest thing. Be something. Yeah. Um, you give Brian a rub with Hogan, and you run it like, and whatever happens from there, you know, I don't know what will happen. Look, all I care about is at the end of this night, the only person that can't come away with the belt is Batista. Any any of the other three, I'm fine with. You're you know, saying I'm, you can't do with it. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. I can't put up with that shit. I'm sorry, Batista. And you know, funny part is like, you know me. I love the uh, deal with it thing. I like if they have. They should have Batista deal with his shirts. But I just uh, nah, because it just lacks vision. If they did it that way, like if they, they they could extend, they could extend with or Daniel Bryan in the chase if Orton was win, or if uh, Triple H was to win, or if Bryan wins is perfect. Like, but. I'm okay with any of those scenarios, but Batista makes lacks any like makes no sense. It just doesn't. Um, but I mean, whatever. You got anything else on that or Triple H or Dan Bryan is gonna be is gonna be old school brutal like like I don't know if y'all remember the um I watched it the other day the Shawn Michaels versus Triple H from SummerSlam 2002. I'm not saying it's gonna be as violent. Uh, but I could definitely see like a like a no DQ stipulation being thrown on this, like you yeah. know, in the next week. What? Ma- yeah, that's another thing. Um, the the Undertaker Lesnar match. We'll talk about this later, but they need a stipulation for something like something. Um, but uh, yeah, I I I believe that um, I believe in them too. Like I I have no. I don't have any worries about them putting on a good however long that match is putting on a great match. Like Daniel Bryan has earned everybody's trust over this time and Triple H has had too many great matches for you to just poo poo on. Yeah. So. Uh speaking of another guy with a bunch of great matches who we can't deny anymore, and if you do you're <laughs> a sucker. Uh we got John Cena taking on uh Bray Wyatt. No, you can deny it because that's the fun part. Oh okay. That's the fun part. Gotcha. Like like, and, like if somebody actually legitimately thinks like, yeah, he's not good then what is wrong with you, we bro? Have, like, we, have like, <laughs> we have like 50 Blu-ray discs worth of evidence to prove otherwise. Like, I understand, you know, the gimmicks is whack. Yes, they were. And it feels like we're having this conversation like every other podcast now. Like, yeah. Because I'm, just, trying, to, I'm trying to sway this, sway this opinion, you know, like. I'm not. I'm cool. With, look, I'm cool with, like, not being down with this whole Cena thing. Well, you like, got to get down with the C Nation or lay no, down, no. you know. But I, I, I appreciate him. Like, isn't that good enough? Like, I don't like yeah, the character, that's but I enough. appreciate him. Like, uh, uh, but, you know. He's like Drake to me. Like, he's like, <laughs> the culture needs him, but, like, I don't, I'm not down for what he stands for. Right. Like, he's a sucker. Like, and, and that's pretty much <laughs> what he said in the promo. Like, his, his whole thing was, you know. You know, you you gonna you don't gotta like me, but you are gonna respect me. Like like you're gonna realize, you know, he was real. I actually wrote a Cena column today, which will hopefully be running soon on one of our uh, one of my you know sites I write for, with whoever wants to pick it up. Um, what was it? Cena versus Wyatt. We get uh, proxy. We get um, Cena versus Luke Harper twice, which yeah. was excellent. Both times. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty much a big Luke Harper mark, um, and he was getting cheered 
a lot. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. I mean, know, let's go, Harper. A lot. Some of it was the Cena thing, but yeah. some of it was for Harper too. Well, like, <laughs> and some, and, and also a good chunk of that is also the Brooklyn thing too. So yeah, yeah we, I forgot about but, those. Uh, but those guys wearing glass without lenses been, and shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And also, uh, they were, you know, at SmackDown, uh, they were. He was not as much as. Monday, but he was getting cheers too. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you know, I come to the territory when you're, you know, everybody hates, you know, everyone hates Cena. Quotation marks around hate. Right. Uh, Why and Cena? They they do the the run in. Um, they put Cena in the mask. That's just gonna. Everything's a visual for the video yep. package at this point. Yep. The video package. I was dying more. laughing when it came back on. Like that's just like <laughs> hilarious. Like the video packages matter more than the actual timing of how it happened in real time. Like yeah. when it's aired. Because they when they piece it together, because the ass whooping that, that Triple H, for example, gave Daniel Bryan, it looked so long and seemed like it was over the top. But when you, you condense it, and like how they did mm-hmm. in the intro to uh, Monday's Raw, it's just it just looks perfect. Right. Um, John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. I thought it was Hulk Hogan versus the Dungeon of Doom originally. <laughs> oh my god. Um. And oh my god. Yeah, I, I'm sure I'm gonna you know feel it from these from these Wyatt family fans for, you know, comparing it to Dungeon of Doom, but, um, Bray Wyatt and Cena are tapping into something, like, and I feel like Cena has to get a lot of credit for it, um, he's making these guys look absolutely legitimate, and they weren't on the roster a fucking year ago, like, (laughs) that's true, it's, it's, it's a match I want to see, and I wouldn't have said that at Elimination Chamber. Wouldn't have said that at Royal Rumble. Uh, well, I just didn't understand it. Like I didn't know what they were going to do, and I mean they, I mean they haven't d- strayed outside of what I thought they were going to do. But, uh, you know, like it's the perfect Bray, John Cena the monster. Bray Wyatt is his profile is raised in my eyes compared to like because I don't think as much of him as the internet does, but uh, like he's giving me he's giving me a reason to think that he can consistently be good have good matches so I'm I'm good with that. What do you think about the notion that Bray Wyatt has to defeat John Cena at WrestleMania that's out there? Why to give him legitimacy? He just beat Daniel Bryan in the match so, of the year. Yeah, people so far. people are so afraid like Cena's gonna squash whatever momentum Wyatt has. Oh god. Yeah, um, that argument. Alright, my yep. thing is this, right? If he beat uh the Rock for the belt the year before in New York or sorry, New Jersey. Why would a newcomer get this, like this? Like, I understand people love him. Even people backstage love him. But like, that's a lot. That's a lot. To ask. That's a lot real soon. Look, like for see, a guy, Punk never got to fight John Cena at WrestleMania. Yeah, especially for a guy that you know, for all the talk of how you know how you know whatever how entertaining I'll say entertaining his uh his you know. That fucker he spews is <laughs> like it's just like sounds like Nas. Like I don't, nah, I don't, nah, nah, <laughs> don't do don't do Nas here like that. Uh, but at some point, like that's gonna get old. It it, it just is because you know. So what else? What comes? What comes next? Matters, but like to give him that. I mean, I hope we're not looking back on this WrestleMania in five years. Like, what the hell was WWE thinking? Yeah, like we just let him beat our Hogan, basically our Eris Hogan, and he did nothing with it. So we'll see. Um, moving on, um, we have 
um, a guy that beat Hogan um, during his era in the Undertaker. <laughs> oh, wow. um, Undertaker is, you know, he sat for up the belt. For the belt. Yeah, for the belt. He sat up on the coffin on Monday night uh, <laughs> as if, you know, to say Meek Mill, hold up, wait a minute, y'all thought I was finished. Uh, as uh, as Paul Heyman recalled in horror, like, oh, God, no. <laughs> it was almost like the way he was screaming as if, like, it was like uh, Michael Myers walking around in his Halloween. Better uh, scream, Lesnar or Heyman. Lesnar's like, let's do this. Like, yeah, I, I, like his cadence is so off. Like I don't know what this, uh, with him and his shrieking, especially when he, he does whatever he does in Mark Henry, and he like sounds I don't know, lets out a, a noise that no other human being can, can possibly replicate. Yeah. Uh, but I, the Heyman thing, like he always just stands out. Like, like he, he, was, always, he, finds was, he always finds a way to shine. He always finds a way to shine. Like. Even, don't you do a mic? Let him sit there next to the ring. Oh you know, my God! You know, find a way to, to shine. You know. Um, Come on, you are you are half a second away from beating the streak. You are half a second away. Yep. At first you have it one. Now you yep. have it two. That's two and a half. You are half a second away from yeah. beating the streak. Like, dude, this is just, amazing. Just, just like really, like it's so over the top, but it's like it's great. Heyman faces and all that. Like he's like the the part I enjoyed the most. I pointed <laughs> out to you after he sat up. He, when he was yelling like, "Oh God, no!" Like, get out of the ring, bro! Yeah, like, while he was ring, he was he was on the ropes, like, yeah. like down, like, like he on fell, the ground, like he fell. Himself, like, like, you know, in these horror movies, like, or you know, in these movies that have, like adventure movies, there's a chasing. You know, typically it's a woman running, yep. and she ends up, oh, she falls over, trips over. Oh, I sprained my ankle and sprawled out. Like, he yep. sprawled out trying to get away yep. from the monster, which is the Undertaker. One more thing I want to give let or Heyman uh, credit for is coming home and getting rid of that ponytail. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, but you know, Lesnar, Undertaker, you know, Lesnar eventually, like you said, uh, off the air, like eventually Lesnar got got to uh, go old school on his ass. Like he's, you gonna, know, I mean, this Monday or SmackDown or whatever, preferably on Monday, they're gonna have to have something happen to where under like the Brock is the upper hand because it doesn't look this bad. Cause it's been very one sided. Either that or either that or it's a complete swerve and Brock somehow wins, which would be. Like completely shocking, but they have to. Make, I don't know how I react. They have to make Brock. I would be like the last time I was marked out by the Undertaker possibly losing was WrestleMania 27 when under when uh Triple, Triple H, H gave Tombstone. Him. Yeah, you were looking, and my mouth was literally on the a floor. Game. It was a yeah. game, and he kicks out, and then you look at me and laugh and point at me like, "Yeah, Mark, gotcha. you got got the sucker." <laughs> like, bro, like you see how the match is like going? Like that could have been the it. Like, he got me, so we'll Look, see what happens. one year later, you know, um, when the uh, super kick pedigree combo, I was got like that. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's going to be a very physical match with the introduction of the casket. I also mentioned this to James. James vehemently detests nah, this idea. No, nah, man. No, nah, um, man. No, nah. Go ahead, tell him. Casket match. Nah, man, I ain't having that. I ain't having no casket why, match. Why, why aren't you I having a casket match, man? What, what's wrong with the casket match? match? Okay, historically, all these matches that are pretty much meant for the Undertaker character, aside from Hell in a Cell, uh, like Buried Alive matches and uh, casket matches have all been predominantly Undertaker dominates the match um, as a face, and then the heel either has some type of faction or all the group of that bad guys in the back. Cell too. Yeah, yeah, like they all come out. They all come. Yeah, they also happened in the first episode with Kane. Like a bad guy comes out, 
and beats and, and basically beats Undertaker for the other guy because it, you know it always takes thirty guys to put Undertaker's ass in a casket and haul him off. Yeah, like that, that or you know. Thirty guys got to throw his ass in that ditch and shovel and shovel dirt on him, and you know. And, you know they and, do you know, have thirty men on deck. You know oh, they wow. can just bring the guys, you know, from the thirty man over the top rope, Andre the Giant <laughs> Memorial Battle Royal out there, and you know, you know, get the job done on the dead I, man. Yeah, you know. man. I'm not. So I'm not as Undertaker fan. Undertaker is one of you my. Need to stay away from the casket matches. I ain't trying to have no more, no, no more, none of that. Like you can do Hell in a Cell matches, but. All the other stuff, nah, leave that alone. <laughs> um, all right, uh, especially at WrestleMania, got to keep this streak intact. That's gonna that's gonna wrap up uh, the second segment. Um, this is One Nation One Radio. Nation Radio. Yeah, One Nation Radio. I know you can feel the movement. <laughs> I was just about to ask, can you feel it? Can you feel it, bitch? Oh wow, what? <laughs> Uh, this is uh, Kid Ink, The Movement. Beat it so hard. Like, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of Return of the Hustle. That fast It does. Yeah. It might be the same sample. Nah, like, I don't know if that was a sample. I remember, uh, remember this back when Just Blaze was doing those YouTube, or YouTube uh, videos. That's that right. Orchestra, so I don't know if that was a sample or if that was, like, orchestration of or replaying a sample. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I remember that. I remember when I first heard that. I was like, that's the dopest beat ever. I mean, I... No, Jay-Z so passed on that beat. Hot. Yeah. Dig a hole. Bury yourself. <sighs> Kingdom come. Wow. wow. <laughs> I, I still don't understand why Jay-Z and Just Blaze haven't, like, done work for the last two albums. Like, that that hurts my heart. That's, you like, know, the great mystery in hip-hop like, right now. That hurts my heart. Like, bro, Just Blaze and Jay-Z. Like, that's, that's one of my favorite rap tandems. Like, producer tandems ever. Like, that's... That's somewhere... Just... That's, that's probably like number three for me. Shouldn't like Just Blaze be doing like wrestling interest theme music? Oh my god! Like if Juicy J can produce some, you know, wrestling interest music, shouldn't like B. Langston like have a Just Blaze beat? Yeah, probably. You know, they I got mean, him out there on this rock rap kind of like he's remix. one of the, he's one of like the last guys to make a genuine rap hit out with the you know with a snare on it. Like <laughs> live your life, but you know whatever. Um. You know, I'm looking for like the the worst segue possible. You know, uh, come on, man, you've um, done well we got, so far. Why, why, why come out here with this foolishness now? Uh, we got the uh, main event: uh, Randy Orton versus Batista versus to be determined. Yeah, TBA, Triple uh, A slash Daniel Bryan. Okay, if I was a betting man. I would bet on Daniel Bryan clearly being in the match because yeah. it makes the most sense. Yeah, of course. But seeing as how WWE likes to fuck with us, <laughs> wow. Um, you mean play with your emotions? Yes. Um, I really envision, you know, what I said happening, you know, what was going to happen earlier happening. Okay, so a fatal four way basically. It's going to be a fatal four way. Okay. I don't know if they go elimination style, but. I don't know. I um, mean, that would probably be the best way to do it because I mean, you remember you mentioned to me before that like triple threat matches are you know more than two people kind of for a belt kind of like. But it's not memorable. Weird. I mean, it could be. 
Like I don't think it's ever been done like very very well. Like a Fatal Four Way, for example. Remember when we watched that um, Edge versus Orton versus Cena versus Shawn Michaels match? Uh, I don't remember that. I watched it at your house for the first time, and then basically uh, Shawn Michaels hits Cena with the um, sweet chin music, collapses. Cena falls on top of the guy, and oh then yeah, gets the pin. I remember that finish. Like yeah. that match was very very good. I came across it like on the WWE Network today. I was like, "Wow, I forgot about that match!" Like, yeah. and seeing as how does that WrestleMania that threat of that is happening isn't there as much, but it could happen. So I think they need to go elimination style. Yeah, I mean that would be cool. And then you know, the first person they have to get rid of would be Batista. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, he's got to go first. I I feel like they all need to hit their finishers on him. Like, oh, wow. you know, and then, you know, send the crowd home happy at least get him out of there. Running knee, RKO, pedigree, one, two, three, get out of here. Yeah. Kick rocks. Uh, that would make the crowd elated. Yeah. They would love just, that. Oh, they would just be euphoric, in a euphoric state after that. I'm just so glad Boutiste is gone. Yep. Um, it's going to be a good match. Um, whatever they do, I just hope WWE does the right thing. Uh, does the right thing. You know, <laughs> I I think Mick Foley said that as well. You know, um, oh, wow. Everybody, you know, everybody's backseat booking. Everybody. How would you book this? I, I, how if for me personally, I mean, the perfect story would be for Daniel Bryan to walk out, go face it goes black with him at, holding both belts, and he's a champion, and power goes off. But I mean, there are contingency plans like. If if the only if Triple H or Orton won, it will make it will make I'd be okay with it. Uh, you know, obviously I don't speak for the masses I at mean, all. But because my whole thing is like I, like they have the, like we like to pretend that WWE or sorry that WrestleMania for WWE is like the season finale for uh, for the show basically. But there's no off season, so this all has to continue at some point. Now it would make sense to have have the end end of this particular chapter of this thing end with you know as I said Daniel Bryan on top and it was it goes black but uh, like the other two options all I'm looking for is a great match that's really all I'm looking for mm-hmm. I can't be I'm not out here I, like I don't care as long as it's a good match and they cut good promos and mm-hmm. it's somewhat coherent as far as the the structure of it making sense in the story I'm good because and, if Triple H wins you know what's gonna happen right. What? The internet's gonna shut down. <laughs> We're gonna see the most like people like they're so gonna be mad. able to melt the arena with the heat that bro like that he, he you, gets. Can you imagine like the next night like, like the, bro? Imagine Stephanie holding the, the title. <laughs> but the thing was that is like <coughs> he wins right, yep. and then like in theory he would vacate the belt. That uh, I saw someone had a had a theory. Basically, like, Vince McMahon comes back to TV, uh-huh. and um, I forgot who wrote this, but uh, basically, he's disgusted how, how, you know, they've done everything, because they went too far with all this, and as long as Triple H has the title, they would make Darren Bryan the new COO of, of WWE, and basically, Darren Bryan would do everything to keep the belt on Triple H, but he was he would stack the deck, you know, against him, or whatever, and it's like a role reversal type thing, until, uh-huh. you know... They uh, end up meeting or whatever, and then whatever. Typically, but typically, they only do that stuff when people are, reti- are either a retired or injured and can't wrestle. And I haven't heard either thing happening with Daniel Bryan so far. So hope not. Why would they? 
Like, you really think Triple H at this point in his career about to go out here and wrestle every week? Nah, I, I think it would, it would last like a month at, at tops. Like, it, but it was just a theory I saw. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's it's something to think about. But, you know, that's pretty much like how it comes with um, theories for any TV show that's, you know, that's hot or whatever. Like I like for the ending of True Detective, I I you know, like all those theories people had for the for now. I was like, eh, I'm not even gonna read it. I just want to watch it and be okay and like and just watch it and enjoy it. All right. So I mean, it was it wasn't what I thought it was gonna be, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, all I know is a good match. It's like and really anybody that wants more than that, kind of being selfish, like it's really hard to have a really good match, you know, with that kind of pressure. And uh, four guys in it. Yeah. In moving parts, like even if it's even you know even if it's a traditional stick to the script and it's not like something you know like a swerve and it's just three people, right? right? Just to have the, just to have that. Like I would just say this: if Triple H wins clean and beats Daniel Bryan clean, Lord have mercy for the fury they're going to hear and the boo birds are going to hear during that match. Like so, it's it, going it, to either be this fatal four way or Daniel Bryan's win. No, and maybe Triple H screws him out like during the match somehow, but. That's the only way, like this, cr- like the crowd doesn't like completely just overtake, melt the arena, overtake like the memory of that match. Like, like what we, could they? We, even, we may see fans rush the ring. What, like, could, they, <laughs> what could they even do in a in a triple threat match, a Evolution triple threat match that will keep the crowd off of them? Bring out Ric Flair. <laughs> oh, the ref <laughs> to ref. Flair come out. Look, if they boo Rick, look, they'll boo Rick Flair. Yeah, that's my point. If they got to boo Rey Mysterio, the 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 most faceist person <laughs> ever to ever uh, hop into this business, they'll they'll definitely uh, boo Flair. Don't give a damn about Flair like that. No, nah, it's Daniel Bryan. Yeah, you go pay, to hell. It's past your time. That was thirty. That was you know that was thirty look, years man, ago. Daniel Bryan turned the people on Shawn Michaels. Yeah, exactly. Man, exactly. that's deep. Yeah, you know, that's hard. Oh, this penitentiary still, you know. Uh, you know, speaking of, you know, uh, being hard and, you know, being a bad guy, you know. Wow. Um, you did it. That you was did, a stretch. You're going to make a bad segue. That was, that was a stretch. But uh, wow. we have Razor Ramon, Uzo Machismo, into the Hall of Fame. Yes. Uh, James, talk about, you know, your, uh, your feelings about uh, Razor Ramon. Okay, basically, uh, at this time when he came along, um, it's pretty much the same time uh, Snoop Dogg was the hottest dude, the hottest rap dude, pretty much, by, off by maybe a year or so, um, or about a year. He was pretty much like the Snoop Dogg of, of pro wrestling on national level. Like, he came in as his, like, as his, he wasn't, he was more cocky and arrogant than he was, like, necessarily evil. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, he did evil little things, but, he wasn't like... wasn't, like, yelling or anything. Yeah, like, he, you know... Like, his big yes is when, you know, he's, like, you know, smashing plates and clearing off tables and all that kind of stuff, and, you know, and saying misguided things, like, you don't need the education, because you got... Because I, I don't need the education, and you need to do you, because you need to get, get to make this money, and, you know... Got his gold jewelry, chains. Yeah, this jewelry and these clothes, and you're a success, but you have jewelry and clothes. But, uh... That's not like a 2 chains album. <laughs> but... But, like, he came out and he was, like, just, you know, like, just some of the things I remember when they showed him, uh, and when they showed him, uh, getting inducted, he was, like, before Austin, before DX, before, uh, The Rock, like, 
this dude was a, a, the epitome of what attitude became, came to be, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And he uh, initial on him in the video. So one thing I remember specifically about Razor Ramon was uh, the one moment they showed it, and he was uh, he's getting in the ring. He took off his jewelry and he handed it to you know, the guy on the <laughs> Tony side. Jamel. Yeah, and he said, "Hey, man, anything happens to his jewelry, something's gonna happen to you." And then he, you know, obviously Razor Ramon classic. He has the toothpick in his mouth. He hands him the the jewelry after he says that and it throws the and it, you know just to be so dismissive and just completely disrespectful he throws the toothpick that was just in his mouth at, at and threw it right in his face like yeah. it's cla- like it's just like disrespectfully but it's, it's just disrespectful it's so cool it. at the same time like I and you know I grew up in that era where like those were the guys like that 94 like Diesel, class, like, yeah new, new generation era same here like whenever I used to watch like Razor Ramon like he was just just he was just so cool his ring gear was raw, like yes. the colors he wore, the vests, the the hair, like, and he just looked like a big, tough son of a bitch, like, yes, <laughs> like he was like he was six, tough, seven, hit, the way his punches used to snap, like, like, and one thing that I really loved was how, uh, the shiny boots, yeah, like, I, like, I loved the, I loved the music when he came out, cause it was like, yeah, you know, like, cause he's from, you know, he's supposed to be this Cuban from Miami, his gimmick, and then, like, pretty much Scarface, yeah, like, and then the intro, comes out the power behind him you know his pose like it's just it is something so cool about him and then you know the next you know him brett and sean pretty much and diesel to an extent also they you know they carried it through as far as like you know this this brash attitude of what became the attitude era it just mm-hmm. you know so happened that you know hall and nash left for wcw speaking of hall the um of course with every bit of good news that comes you know on the internet and I was before you get to that. I was just personally happy that he was that they put him in because he like he deserved to be in. Yeah. It's just somebody you know because he's such bad press over the years for them as far as being this cautionary tale that you know a lot of pro wrestlers end up being. Yeah. Uh, as far as like you know just bad health problems and addiction problems. I look no further than Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah. He's also going in the hall. Of Fame. Yeah, exactly. And it was and just to see him get in and just know that like wow he's in a good enough shape right now compared to Show after up. after yeah after seeing the ESPN uh, E. 60 uh, video about him I was just like oh my god it's worse than I ever thought it was mm-hmm. and then um, and then to see you know that now he's good enough to actually like give a speech in front of people and the thing with him was even while he was at his worst he could still give you the razor Ramon like the whole talk yeah. and all that stuff like he was still like mentally it seemed like he was still kind of there enough to do that kind of stuff and talk but it's just the lights were on when no one was home yeah like. he just couldn't perform and obviously I mean and it's sad like what he what became of him but like I'm glad that he's going to get his chance and you know, um, you know, say you know, give his get his send off. Right. Because um, for like a four for like a four year span or four or five year span, like up until like he, you know, the WCW like towards the end, like he was a he was a really big attraction. He right. was a he was a, a four time Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. In the nineties. Yeah, when it mattered, when that belt mattered a lot. Um. Like I was saying before, with every piece of good news on the internet comes, you know, those that just can't accept a good thing for what it is. So, I'm, I'm I personally want to call out, you know, people I was uh, going at it with no, on Twitter. No, I don't do that. Don't do that. But like, just tell them what, <laughs> well, the frame, yeah, yeah. Just tell what the framing of the argument was. Like, you know, there there are people on there, you know, mad about. Razor Ramon going into Hall of Fame as a character and not Scott Hall the man. Like, really? Like, this is what y'all are mad about? Look, 
like and I and I as I said to you when I when you first told me about this and I was like really this is what they're complaining about the whole basis oh, you always got to complain about the something. whole basis of Scott Hall and I understand it's a huge part of his career is the, the invasion storyline or the NWO, NWO Outsiders invasion storyline is the fact but that all prepar- the whole basis of that storyline is he this is Diesel and this is Razor Ramon with Hulk Hogan and WWF yeah with Hulk Hogan invading in or WW I'm sorry WCW as those guys there's a reason why like he kept the toothpick like only thing he kept was the same name like he was still Razor Ramon minus like the colorful tights or whatever yep. and he stayed same mannerisms he's still talking like a Cuban even though he's white <laughs> like he's Razor Ramon still, just he's ca- going by his government. Like I understand, I get it, but nah. Like, he, like people are really reaching on ev- this one. Like, um, like WWE is canon- not about to give a fuck about what happened in WCW. Like for their Hall of Fame, the canon of his career is Razor Ramon. Just that's his, that's his startup. That's what it is. He was never bigger than he was as Razor Ramon. And not even that. Like, guess is the genesis of him even like. He's like, we're not talking about words. him. Think about it. Big Scott w, Hall. Remember, WWE, remember, Vince was trying to sue WCW as them being Scott Hall and Kevin Nash because they're still play, they were still playing yeah, their characters. characters. Remember that? He yeah. lost that suit, but that's what they were doing, clearly. Like, you know, I don't understand, you know, the whole... Do, do y'all want, you know, Big Scott Hall to go in there when he was out there with the... With the puffed up hair and a mustache and oh, the AWA? Wow. Really? Wow. Like, no. No, let him go in as Vinny Vegas. Wait, no, that was, actually, that, was, that, was that was Nash. Quick question. Oh, yeah, I know you. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah but quick question. Is Hall, is Nash in yet? No. He'll get in eventually. He'll though. be yeah, in probably yeah, next yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, you ain't getting, like, ain't no way in hell, like, Triple H getting his homeboys in. Yeah. And then keep in mind, like, they all deserve it. Like, it's not like they don't deserve it anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, they're going to um, get in. And you know, like the whole the Hall of Fame thing is always a touchy subject with people because they're it's, always crying for Macho Man to get in. The a, Hall of Fame doesn't fucking exist. It's a fake Hall of Fame. <laughs> it's a fake Hall of Fame of a fake sport. Don't take it too seriously. Like it's a it's a it's a sideshow attraction to WrestleMania. Like really? Like I, I, it's not that serious. Like like I don't I don't understand why fans get so worked up over it. Like I understand you want to see you know these guys come back. And you want to see him maybe before you know something unfortunate happened to him if you're older. Agreed. And all Which that. Which is already it's already too late for Randy for Randy now or Randy Savage. So yeah, and you know that's understandable. But at the same time, it's like they have a business to run. They have their own agenda. Yep, absolutely. Like that's the thing that when it comes to this is um, that's also very specific. When you win a war, when you win the war, you get to write the history. Of, of said war, well, We're that's why he's called. Him. That's why he's called Razor Moon going in. And plus, instead of Scott Hall, he'll probably go in as Scott Hall anyway, as part of the whenever the NWO goes in. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that'll happen. That's gonna happen. NWO has to be in the, <laughs> the Hall of Fame. So you know, I just want to tell all those folks that were freaking out that take it easy. Opinions, you know, can be wrong. <laughs> and, and y'all ain't really scoring too many points with with that argument. It's just I I don't see I don't see what the big deal is. Like I just don't like the, all the things get upset. Like about, really? Like I you know I me mean, uh, it's not it's just it's, it's just, not enough it's, to be happy just that he's being sports. honored. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not enough to be happy you know happy that you know his life has turned around. You know it's not enough to be happy that 
You know, he's not collapsing keep, keep like on site at shows. Keep in mind, like when Sean was getting inducted to Hall of Fame, he wasn't. Like, there. He wasn't there exactly, which so lets you know how you know how bad the situation it got. Keep in mind, like everybody in the clique was there except for him. Like, and even, like, I don't even think did he even did Sean even mention him? I don't remember. I don't remember I him. Being, I don't remember. I don't remember Triple H or Sean mentioning him, mentioning him in that speech. Like, and this I think is also the same year that Stephanie had to do that E60 ESPN piece mm-hmm. for. Um, as a representative of WWE on behalf of explaining oh, their Scott thing. Scott Hall. Hall. Yeah, exactly. Just, like, Scott <laughs> Hall's name is synonymous with such, like, a lot of bad things that, that invo- that's involved in this business. So, yeah, Triple H represents business. Yeah, yeah but, like, that. But when you think of, like, the good times with, with Scott Hall, you think of Razor Ramon. Ramon. So let's just think of Razor Ramon. So when I think of Razor Ramon, I think of, you know, Uzi Machismo. You know, I think of him, you know, throwing the uh, toothpicks. You know, I yes. think of the ladder match. Yeah, I was going to say, I think of the ladder match. Like, uh, me and you were talking about that um, at Russell. We were talking about WrestleMania 10 the other day. And you were talking about, you know, Brett. You thought Brett, like, your match on that card was Brett and Owen. My match, in, in like, probably, you know, one of my five, five, ten favorite matches of all time is the ladder match. Like, it's just, all right. like, it was so, it was so nice. They had to do it twice. At SummerSlam, <laughs> like, like straight up, it's I like the SummerSlam one a lot too. You know, I like that one because Sean won. But you know, like yeah, like it's just they they were just they're just fantastic, and especially Sean. Sean, I mean, you know, Sean made everybody look great. But like Razor, it took another level. Chemistry, like especially yeah. when someone that knows what they're doing is what was with Sean in his prime. Like it was just like. It's a big six pay per view. You already know what it was. You about to be, you about to see something spe- special. Just he's, special. He's legit six seven, taking bumps like a smaller guy and selling yeah. for guys. Or the whatever. baseball slides, the dive from the from the top of the ladder, just the fallaway slam. Yeah, that, like yeah. I would. I don't think I've seen anyone like you know. I never saw anyone do it before him. Like he might yeah. have invented that move. Like that's that's like. Like me and you talk like I mean we just joke about Sheamus and like Sheamus had the fallaway slam and he had to raise his edge. I forgot what he called it, but he never he stopped using it. Whatever. Yeah. Like yeah, it's just you know he got razor rolls moves. Yep. He's across the pond as as they like to call it. Yeah. You know, and he was influenced. So. Yeah. So that's 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 it for our show sheet. Um, yeah. But we're gonna run into a little bit of overtime now. Uh, we're we're probably like an hour flat. We've been watching, you know, last couple of days, all these um, on the WWE Network, the Legends of Wrestling um, shows. Uh, yeah. And James, I just want to get your thoughts on, you know, a couple of those, and I'll chime in. Uh, but they need to do a new one, like, yeah, or, a, or a bunch of new ones. Definitely. Like, um, the two that I saw over, while I was over here, because I don't have the network still. I'm still trying to hold off as long as I can. But good like, luck. Once they start the Monday Night Wars, all bets are off. I'm just, I mean, they might just hold this on, man just I got take my money. But uh, started off uh, the first one you saw was the rivalries, pretty much like the bet kind of sort of the best feuds slash behind the scenes feuds and uh, you know in the business that they, that, that you know that the round table had uh, and it was between uh, it had Jr. it had Oakland and had um, Foley, no, I'm sorry, at Bret Hart, mm-hmm. they had Pat Patterson and uh, and uh, Michael Hayes, mm-hmm. uh, and they were talking. He's going through through it, and I pretty much, I mean, I don't know the timing, but it seemed like that pretty much was the start of the genesis of the Sean versus Bret DVD. Uh, Bret talking, yeah. sitting down, talking about they all put these, this they one up. all these feuds, and then next thing you know, like 
you know, it was almost like elephant in the room. Like nobody wanted to t- talk, touch on it. And then all of a sudden, Brett was like, "Well, one of the things." Fuck it, I'll talk about it. I wanted to use this baby was like me and Sean, and everybody was like talking like, "Yeah." Oh yeah. yeah. By the way, like, yeah, yeah, it's cool like, to talk about that. Yeah, right. like definitely, like they, nobody wanted to want to broach that subject. So Brett brought it up. Um, but you know, they they mentioned a lot of things I didn't know. I didn't know about um, uh, the Mountie or not the Mounties. I'm sorry, the Quebecs, uh, the Quebecers yeah, versus uh, yeah. versus like basically Dynamite, Dynamite Kid, Kid and uh, versus Dynamite Kid. Pretty much, is, they didn't really. I heard about that book. Book. Yeah, like I didn't know. I didn't know about that. Like Bret Hart's um, book is like the great <coughs> the great shoot on professional wrestling. Anything <laughs> you ever want to know, all the secrets are inside of Bret Hart's book. Yeah, it was funny um, when he was talking about how. Uh, you know, the Andre versus Hogan thing about how, like, Andre is such, you know, you always heard all, you still always hear all these, like, legendary stories about him, about, like, he's pretty much still a mythical creature if there ever was one for wrestling. You know, Andre uh, the Giant once drunk 127 beers in one sitting. Yeah. Shit like that. Exactly. And, and all these feats of, of just sheer strength, of sheer, like, just functional He picked strength. up a car, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and you believe it. Uh, and, like, people were saying, like, yeah, like, you know, keep in mind, Hogan's six, like, real life six four two sixty five and still in his prime is life pretty much in... Like they're like we don't know what's gonna happen with him. Whether or not Andre wakes up on his right side of the bed or the left side of the bed, and whether or not he's gonna let you know let him go over or not. And doesn't that of, sound absurd? And while this is all going on, like he's still rehabbing his back and he's injured and everything to do this. And it was funny when uh, uh a, mo- a little moment when Brett's like smirking in the back, listening to how yeah you know we got Andre to work out uh every day for a month. And Brett sit there and smirks like, really? You worked out every day for a month and you're applauding that? That's like, what funny. about when I was a workhorse for this company for like five years? And I was out here wrestling, you know, I was out here wrestling. I was over on dates. Yeah, I was out here wrestling 300, you know, over 300 dates a year. Uh, but anyway, it just, it was, just, that was fun to watch. And um, the other one I was here to watch was the, uh, the, the next day was, uh, the evolu- or that next night was the evolution of um, hardcore. And you're talking yeah. about, you know all these, you know special specialty type Pat of matches. Patterson hates that shit, by the way. Yeah, and Pat Patterson's like, look, man, look, like that shit know, ain't special. It's about wrestlers, and it, even though he has a reputation as being a person, one of those tough guys too. That you know, as, as far as you know, he he got in there and got dirty too, but he didn't necessarily appreciate having to do it. Yeah, you know, he's more of a you know t- uh, technician. So right. he's mentioned like over the years, like yeah, and every time all every match you think of like was a hell in a cell or the I quit match with mankind and rock all the chair shots yeah. or the or the um the Jeff even the Jeff Hardy uh, situation like the guys or even talking about the ECW guys and you know the stipulations of all the matches are pretty much hardcore no DQ mm-hmm. uh, and whether or not like that's just for just. Um, well, sideshow acts, yeah, sideshow side acts, just or as they kept saying, gratuitous violence. Yeah, and um, you know where the line was met, and it, you know also mentioned the hell in the cell, and um, and getting thrown in, Mick getting thrown over to, to the Spanish announce table. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one had uh, Jim Ross, Patterson, Road Dog, Michael Hayes, Hayes, yeah, and Oakland, and Oakland, yeah. So it was that one was good as well, and then also mentioning how, um. And something I never even realized, but uh, Road Dog pretty much after you know they they split up um, New yes. Age Outlaws, how basically he was pretty much he's kind of uh, insecure about his role as far as you know still being on TV like wrestling in in these match or individual mm-hmm. in singles matches, and he's like well pretty much like the hardcore no rules thing pretty much like extended my career like I didn't I was I felt like I was, he said he felt yeah. uncomfortable as this guy I didn't know about that singles either. guy and then. 
you see all these matches he had with these guys in these hardware matches, you're like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. And you mentioned they showed the uh, the match he had with Snow, mm-hmm. and uh, they also mentioned um, also the WrestleMania 14 match he had with you know New Age Oliver's a Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus Jack, which was, you know, started yeah, it was all that whole dumpster feud they had. So yeah. it was just um, it was it was like wow, I didn't realize like all this stuff was happening even back as far as the 30s, yeah. and you know talking you know all the even with like Hayes, it was like a about, ch- like, the chicken t- wire uh, cage match or something like yeah. that. Or even like the stuff that was going on in, in Dallas and World Class with you know like. And the funny thing when you watch those matches because there's only one camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you see some like the replays and stuff of uh, World Class and like I, I'm believing that's Sportatorium, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, if it's not, sorry. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> it looks like it, I mean I've never been to Sportatorium and that was before my time. Look, can't so I'm go. Assuming. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, like. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, but anyway, like you see it as a single camera shot and like you see like four, like three different like fights all happening in the ring at the same time. They're all in different. They're all like almost like all. They're like all, all concurrent and they're not integrated with each other. Not work like or blocked like a uh, or. Like a like a match would be on TV nowadays. Mm-hmm. They're just all like there's like six guys in there, and there's three different matches basically happening all in one ring, pretty much <laughs> between like three birds and and Von yeah. yeah. Erics, yeah. And you just either one's using a chair, the other ones either just regular you know regular single magic scenes, all in one ring. It's mm-hmm. interesting, and you know it's really like it's really just one of those wars. Yeah, that like they they, had. they weren't out there you know really choreographing nothing. Like, yeah, they were exactly. just like all right, you know it's on pretty much. You know we going yeah. old school on your ass. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, basically I think they need to start remaking them. And guys, I want to see in it. I want to see. Uh, do you want them to remake them? Or do you just want new topics? Or new new topics okay. like um and just like keep continuing them. They're they definitely made, a great watch regardless. Even now, like they made these in like 2000, 2000 like uh, eight through like two thousand twelve. Yeah, so, the last one or the the hardcore one seems to have ended. Um, it was like two thousand twelve. It, it seemed to have ended. Yeah, two thousand twelve, like right after the Brock Lesnar Cena match at Stream Rules that they, they yeah. kept talking, or he was talking about Stream like right after the Stream Rules that happened because they were talking about Lesnar. Uh, Cena, and they were also talking about uh, Punk, Jericho. Punk Jericho. So, yeah. Um, I, I definitely want to see, you know, Zeb Coulter on there because he's been in wrestling forever. Yeah, and I want to see Lawler on there. Yeah, Lawler. And they also mentioned how Lawler was in a match and, like, he somehow broke his leg. Really? Yeah. Like, uh, you, you, he had dozed off at the time. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, we were watching these shits, like, late. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, like I was saying, uh, Zeb Coulter, like he, um, Dutch Mantel, he was on Austin's um, podcast and he was absolutely like, I came away with a conclusion. I could listen to that man talk about wrestling for like five hours straight, like just yeah. the history of wrestling. So, um, has he been on Ross's pod? Yes, podcast yet? No. Like I like I hear like you say that about them, like it's interesting this whole format. I don't know who invented it first, but I remember the first time I ever heard of it was pretty much um, when when like. In NBA TV is basically sat like in a room with a camera. But they had like sat like Reggie Miller, Chris Webber, Shaq, Kenny, uh, Chuck, and like and I basically had like they had basically um, Ernie Johnson pretty much moderate. But they're all just like sitting around just kicking the shit, talking like yeah. talking about old stuff that pretty much everybody already knew because they're all in the circles. Just like some are older than others. Yeah, and it was just interesting to listen to. And like you sit there and they're in this round, and you know all these wrestlers are all in this. You know, they're in all in this roundtable discussion. They're just pretty much sitting there kicking the sheets like they were. And I'm yeah. like, this is brilliant. Who wouldn't love sitting here watching these guys talk? Like, 
I mean, he's freaking Jim Ross. Like, yeah. he's freaking Oakland. Like, like it's, it's Hayes. If you, you know ain't down with that, it's Hayes, fuck y'all. You know, it's like, Hayes slash Doc Hendricks. It's, it's Pat Patterson who was, you know... Been there forever. Forever, like, and also was, like, working all these... You know, sitting back there, like, working all these... I don't want to mention what else was going on backstage, but... Wow. Um, <laughs> no, stop it right now. So, um, like, you just sitting there, like... You get connected from all this time and all this history that they have in their hands. Like, yes. it was funny that Jim Ross, like, was mentioning... In the hardcore era, like he pretty much like had all these things written out about what he wanted to talk about and all these things he had, like the times and dates and things that were spiff, that were like specific memories and right. things. And it was great to listen to. And, and for me personally, like it's fun to see Oakland and and, uh, and Ross like together. Go back talk. Yeah, because like they're like the voices of wrestling. Like for me, if I was gonna like all star, like you know. I just wish Bobby Heenan was commentator, like, and I'm like all you need to add will be Heenan with well, Heenan or for me May Lauder. That's pretty much my bias because of my age. Yeah, like it, most people would be like Jim Ross doing um doing um, play by play. Yeah, Heenan doing the um, color color and then doing the Oakland position in the interviews. Mean Gene Oakland. Oakland, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be perfect. That's like all time. So like just seeing them two. No Michael just, Cole. Nah. Just seeing them two together. No Booker just, T. No, just seeing them two together. No Mac. No Mike. Adam Lee. None of that. Just, <laughs> just seeing those two together is just like it just made me happy. Like it's like it's almost like the feeling I see whenever I hear like um, Hubie Brown calling a game. Yes. Like like they know so much. They have so much information to give. So and much they, even if you were We so, need to learn this shit because like yeah. like I like I had a conversation with James before we ever started you know this podcast about you know becoming the the new voices. Like eventually, like um, the older generations, they're gonna a they're gonna a lose their voice, b die, and you know they have all this you know this wealth of knowledge that you know if it goes with them, that shit goes with them. Like and you know we don't really get that. So um, in becoming the new voices, you in turn become the old voices, and then you have a turn a uh, chance to pass it on. So just hearing those guys is really it's something that's really enjoyable for me. Um, so one day, you know, when we're old as hell, you know, <laughs> like old as hell, you know, they're calling us big homie, you know, um, you know, we're able to pass these, these, these stories on, you know, but, um, anything else you got James before we get up out of here this week? Nah, one more week of greatness. One more week. We will be back next week with the extensive, WrestleMania podcast. Um, sure, we'll be going through you know our favorite WrestleMania moments, and we might know, have we might have a bracket, you know. Yeah, like, like I'm trying to come up with bracket. you know the uh, like the best WrestleMania matches, something something to that, something that like extent. The, like the One Nation Radio tournament of the best WrestleMania matches, or maybe like we do something like the best WrestleMania or the best like. Wrestling interests or interest music or something. We'll come up with something involving wrestling in a in a bracket. We'll, we'll get this done. Um, and also, um, what was I gonna say, man? I don't know. But, um, <laughs> get, uh, losing, you know. Make sure you memory like big homie. Yeah, yeah. Get you know. Um, make sure you guys check out all the articles. Um, keep sharing and retweeting. I'm definitely loving the numbers we're seeing. Um, definitely keep uh, hitting us back up on Twitter. Shout out to um, Sunday Segway for celebrating their one year. Um, I was uh, sent to drop in for you guys, and you know it was pretty cool. Eventually, we'll link up, 
is it, is hard. I know you know with the time difference and all that. I, I woke up at uh, six a.m. to be on their podcast. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, <laughs> so um, we'll have to figure it out. But um, shout out to Sierra Reed. Shout out to um, John JP Outerhaven. Shout out to you know all the guys I regularly talk to on Twitter. You know over in our mentions. Plug the Facebook group. Um, definitely check the Wrestling Squared Circle on Facebook. It's an open group to join. Um, we typically run a Monday Night uh, Raw thread in there, so you can just, uh, you know, come in contact with us. You know, if you don't like, if you don't do the whole Twitter thing, um, and you happen to, you know, you happen to be on Twitter, but you don't want to, you know, use the hashtag Raw and, you know, get lost, basically. Come yeah. on over to the uh, Wrestling Squared Circle. Um, and, you know, just, just ask to join the group and, you know, we'll go ahead and approve you. Um, but if you come kicking that fuck shit, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, there ain't gonna be too much of that. Like, there's somebody I, you know, I need to talk to you off air about, but, you know, we're we're pretty good. Like, um, you know, sit there, a bunch of people, like, you see different, like, meme, different meme places on, uh on Facebook or wherever and you know we put them up or whatever just people just for people to see cuz not everybody you know Follows has the time the to have thing. all that crap on their face on their timeline. Yeah. But, Shout out uh, to the bro- pro black guy too. Um but, you know you know Belvis, Josh, um Nick, uh Ashley, yeah. Yeah. So, fun times. Yep, fun yep. Times. Uh but that's going to go ahead and wrap up One Nation Radio. Um follow us on Twitter. Share the podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend. I'm out, man. Nothing else. Peace. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of One Nation Radio. Send your emails and tweets about the show now to at One Nation Radio and RadioOneNation at gmail.com to get them right on air. Be on the lookout for the next show coming soon. In the meantime, check out the articles on WhatCulture.com and PWMania.com. Or you can click the links on Twitter. That's all for this week. We'll see you next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.